So when can buying a business make you go bankrupt? Hey there everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, managing, financing businesses, wealth issues as it relates to entrepreneurs and anything else really that people want to ask me about. I got a really scary kind of email from um, one of my past viewers a couple weeks ago and I, I put a post on LinkedIn about it and got some interesting feedback and, and I just wanted to make a video about it to tell you the story of a guy we're simply going to call Jay. And this, this is what he wrote to me. He said, David, I used to watch your videos a lot about a year ago when I was contemplating buying a business. I should have bought your course and that is one of my biggest regrets. Now I'm in a big hole with the business that he bought. Um, the deal was bad for me. Now I'm not making any money. I'd like to have a phone call with you and see what my options are. So, so I, I contacted the viewer, arranged a phone call, and spent some time on the phone with him. And here are some of the problems that happened with him in his deal. So first of all, you know, he's, he's correct. He didn't take my course. He didn't do the business buyer advantage program or the next step preparation program. So he met a business broker who had a business for sale and he basically let the broker lead him down the normal deal pathway that the broker likes to create in order, of course, to sell the business. So he was shown a business. He was shown how profitable it was. He never once saw a balance sheet or had any kind of conversation about capital assets or capital reinvestment, etc. He basically entered into an agreement on a deal based on the normalized cash flow that he was shown based on the income statement and only given 10 days for due diligence. So when he went to go and try to find someone to, for example, examine all of the equipment that was in the business, he wasn't able to find anyone in time and let the broker suggest uh, an expert that could come and take a look at the equipment. And that person gave a, a report that everything seemed to be in order. So here are then the problems that happened. He bought the deal. He used an SBA financing program, which required that the seller finance 10% of the deal. And so he bought this business. It was close to a million dollars. Um, started to get into it. And literally within a matter of weeks, things started to break down and his repair expenses were through the roof. In looking back at the deal, here are some of the huge problems that happened. Uh, number one, um, he didn't have a sufficient due diligence period and he didn't know that 10 days is really not a sufficient amount of time for due diligence. Uh, secondly, he didn't have his stable of advisors lined up ready to act when he found a deal. And he didn't have somebody coaching him through the deal that would basically support his side of the of the table, his point of view. Instead, he was relying on the broker to shepherd him through the process, which certainly the broker did do. But of course, the broker's goal is to sell the business and collect a commission. So, you know, I mentioned earlier that there were no balance sheets involved. And here's the big problem in any business, and this business has a lot of machinery, is that machinery replacement capital expenditures, they don't happen on the income statement or the profit and loss statement as, uh, as it's called in the, in the States a lot. So um, he couldn't see that there had been deferred replacement on some of the bigger pieces of equipment. He couldn't see that the owner had not been replacing things in anticipation of a sale. If he had looked at the balance sheet, he would have seen that the um, machinery and equipment 
lines on the balance sheet were now never moving up. No new things were being purchased. So that would have shown him where the cash was going because capital machinery is something that affects the balance sheet, not the income statement. And I've noticed this a lot. I made a video a few weeks ago about how someone in Florida was trying to buy a business and they weren't shown any balance sheets either. You need to know where the money is flowing. You can have all the profits in the world, but if the, that money is required to go back into replacing plant and equipment all the time, then it's certainly not available to go into your pocket or to use to service debt. So this guy is now in a position where he has to replace machinery, he's got to replace equipment, but he bought the business based on a cash flow which is much too high, that, that was never a realistic cash flow level, which overvalued the business. He bought it using an SBA financing program where the seller only has a 10% vendor take back, which in my opinion is nowhere near enough to protect the buyer from things that can go wrong in a deal. And like I've said before, the SBA doesn't help you buy a business. The SBA helps people sell businesses um, because 10% vendor take back is way too little. There's not enough there. If this buyer were to go and sue the guy who sold him the business, um, his losses exceed the amount of the vendor take back which would mean then he would have to get into recovering a judgment. And we all know that if you start to go into the courts looking for that kind of solution, you're just going to spend years and tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees trying to get to the end. And this guy doesn't have any money. So here's the other big thing that happened. Once he took over the business, uh, one customer that represented 20% of sales left. And so there was a customer concentration problem in this business that he never investigated. And what this was is a, a it's a business group that works together that does fire restoration, um, repair and recovery. And so this fire restoration group was coming to this clean. It was a cleaning company. They were coming to the cleaning company because the owners had so much experience. And one of the one of the value propositions they make to their clients and to the insurance companies is that they only work with suppliers that have a certain level of experience. Once this new owner took over the business, that cleaning and restoration group pulled their contract from him. So he had a 20% decline in sales. Again, a customer concentration problem is something that has to be dealt with in the terms of purchase because it represents such a huge risk to the buyer and it simply wasn't addressed or even talked about at all. He was just told, oh yeah, these guys have been with us for years, they'll continue to be with us. He didn't put anything into the deal that would protect him in the event that it didn't happen. So here he is after the deal. It's been almost a year and he's reaching out looking for help. And uh, I've given him some suggestions of some of the things he could try to do. Basically, he has to grow his business far beyond what the original sales figures were in order to create a real cash flow that's going to be enough to support both him and the bank. Because, of course, what's happening today is the because the cash flow was inflated um, by ignoring capital replacement, CapEx we call it, um, what's happening now is he has to replace equipment, but he has to service the bank debt that he took on. And of course, what that means is that he doesn't have any money left over for him. So he's working for free in this business while he feeds the bank and he feeds the equipment suppliers, trying to keep the operation running. He now has to grow the business beyond what it was originally presented as, as far as sales, and he has to do so without investing any money. So I've given him a couple of suggestions of the things he can try to do to achieve that, but overall it's just a bad deal. And so I wanted to share his story because 
as of this moment right now, business buyer advantage is $279. It's a nine hour course that basically is the cheapest way for anyone to spend their time with me. Nine and a half hours spent learning from me how to buy a business, the whole process from start to finish. And then the next step, which is the preparation module, which teaches people how to get ready to execute a deal and how to go and find deals before they get to brokers, that module is $179 at the time of this video. And so for less than $500, this guy could have saved a million dollars. Like he could have saved himself from a million dollar mistake. And the reason why I wanna make this video is if you are going to do a deal like this, you need to make sure that you educate yourself as to what you have to look out for. And it's really as simple as investing some time and a little bit of money. Um, for the rest of this year, Business Buyer Advantage is gonna be $279, but it's going up in 2018. So if you wanna do it, you should do it now. And as well, from now until January 1st, there is a special bonus that's been added to Business Buyer Advantage. So if you go over to businessbuyeradvantage.com, you can click through to the registration page to enroll in the online course, and you can see what that bonus is. It's going to disappear as well January 1st. It's a nice little extra for you guys to have. Um, and, and that's basically it. So if you're gonna buy a business, please take the time, make the investment, learn from me, and don't make the same mistake that Jay did because he's, he's in a bad spot. He's really in a bad spot. And this deal that he got himself into could basically ruin him. I mean, he could end up having to go the bankruptcy route in order to get out of this situation. And it really is a bad outcome for someone who is doing something with the goal of securing his family's future by buying a successful, profitable business. It just turned out that the business he bought isn't nearly as successful and profitable as he thought, and he's likely overpaid probably by almost double. Anyway, that's it for this week. And uh, please, for 2018, send me your questions. I've already gotten a few people submit some things. I'm trying to build up my list to make sure that I've got something fresh for you every week. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.